After a little rambling talk, the lawyer led up to the subject which so disagreeably preoccupied his mind. I suppose, Lanyon, that you and I must be the two oldest friends that Henry Jekyll has. Well, I wish the friends were younger, chuckled Dr. Lanyon, but I suppose we are, and what of that? I see little of him now. Indeed, said Utterson, I thought you had a bond of common interest. We had, was the reply. But it is ten years since Jekyll became too fanciful for me. He began to go wrong, wrong in mind. Of course, I continue to take an interest in him, for old sake's sake, as they say, but such unscientific balderdash. Did you ever come across a protégé of his, one Edward Hyde, asked the lawyer? Hyde, repeated Lanyon, no, never heard of him, since my time. And that was the total amount of information that the lawyer carried back with him to his bed. It had become Mr. Utterson's habit to take a regular Sunday walk with a distant kinsman of his, one Richard Enfield. It was a nut to crack for many what the dry lawyer could see in the man-about-town figure of his young cousin, but it was apparent that the two men put the greatest store by these excursions. It chanced on one of these rambles that their way led them down by a street in a busy quarter of London. Even on a Sunday, when the street lay comparatively empty of passage, it shone out in contrast to its dingy neighbourhood, like a fire in a forest. With its freshly painted shutters, well-polished brasses, and general cleanliness and gaiety of note, the street instantly caught and pleased the eye of the passenger. Two doors from one corner, the line was broken by the entry of a court, and just at that point a certain sinister block of building thrust forward its gable on the street. It was two stories high, showed no window, nothing but a door on the lower story and a blind forehead of discoloured wall on the upper, and bore in every feature the marks of prolonged and sordid negligence. Mr. Enfield and the lawyer were on the other side of the street, and when they came abreast of the entry, the former lifted up his cane and pointed. Did you ever remark that door, he asked, and when his companion had replied in the affirmative, he added, It is connected in my mind with a very odd story. Indeed, said Mr. Utterson, with a slight change of voice. He knew the building in question to be the connecting building to Dr. Jekyll's home on the adjacent street. The two properties were connected by the courtyard between them, and the windowless structure before which they now stood was, as Mr. Utterson also knew, the laboratory of his friend the doctor. It was this way, continued Mr. Enfield. I was coming home about three o'clock of a black winter morning. Street after street all lighted up as if for a procession, and all as empty as a church. All at once I saw two figures. One, a little man who was stumping along at a good walk, and the other a girl of maybe eight or ten who was running as hard as she was able down a cross street. Well, the two ran into one another naturally enough at the corner. But then came the horrible part of the thing. For the man trampled calmly over the child's body and left her screaming on the ground. I gave a shout, took to my heels, and collared the gentleman, bringing him back to where there was already quite a group gathered about the screaming child. He was perfectly cool, made no resistance, but gave me one look so ugly that it brought out the sweat on me like running. 
The people who had turned out were the girl's own family. And pretty soon a doctor put in his appearance. Well, the child was not much the worse, more frightened. But there was one curious circumstance. I had taken a loathing to my gentleman at first sight. So had the child's family, which was only natural. I never saw a circle of such hateful faces. And there was the man in the middle with a kind of black, sneering coolness. Frightened, too, I could see that. But carrying it off, sir, really like Satan. If you choose to make capital out of this accident, said he, I am naturally helpless. No gentleman but wishes to avoid a scene. Name your figure. Well, we screwed him up to a hundred pounds for the child's family.